Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by betonline.ag. The Steelers are now a two and a half point favorite against the Ravens after opening as a one and a half point underdog. So if you want to place a bet, on this game, Lamar Jackson's probably not going to play. BetOnline.ag is the place to do it. 365, 24-7, every day of the week, 52 weeks out of the year, whatever sport. Make sure y'all go to BetOnline.ag. And we're going to be breaking down Ravens and Steelers on today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show. Before you tune in and do, head to betonline.ag today. Use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. We are working today. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined by my guy, Pittsburgh Steelers scout, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, giving a shout-out to Mike Tomlin off the very top of the show. The Steelers, now 5-7, and seven, heading into the game against the Ravens, NFL's best rivalry, first matchup between these two teams, recording this on Wednesday before Sunday's game. How are you doing this morning, my man? Man, I'm good. I mean, they're heading into the Ravens uh, without a Lamar Jackson, even with the Lamar Jackson. Pittsburgh, for some reason, that defense and Coach Tomlin and that whole defensive staff, they find a way to kind of keep Lamar Jackson in the shell and not let Lamar be Lamar. So... Without Lamar, we shall see. But I'm telling y'all, Pittsburgh come out with his W, that put him at six and seven. Now, I already said that it was going to be the Atlanta Falcons, which I thought they was, now they five and seven. Coach T said this in the press conference. They asked him about – somebody asked Coach T about the symbol football. He said uh, the pressure comes to a lot of teams. And he said, what I, what I do with my team and how I prepare my team, I apply pressure. <laughs> a lot of people feel pressure in December. Pittsburgh apply pressure. <laughs> it's a little bit different. So I like what Coach T got going on. Um, also, we haven't talked about this, Mark, but I like that he did defend George Pickens on him having a fit, not even fit, but him feeling some kind of way on the sideline. And Coach T was like, I'd rather say woe than sickle. Mm-hmm. And 
<laughs> I want a dog regardless. So I'd rather tell my dog, chill out, don't hurt him, than protect this house. <laughs> so that's what he got in George Pickens. Not only was he a dog at the University of Georgia, the Georgia Bulldogs, he a dog coming to the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I did like the fact Coach T defended his young pup and said what he said. Like, this is this is exactly what I want. This is exactly what I look for. If you feel like you're that good, you're supposed to want to get the ball. And I'm sure this game coming up against the Ravens, George Pickens will be seeing plenty of targets. Yeah, I hope so, Ike, because I recorded a quick post-game reaction against the Falcons. Yes, I'm happy the Steelers are back. The running game is doing really well since the bye week. I'll get to those stats here in a bit. But let's go right into George Pickens. One catch for two yards and only two targets, that ain't going to work. So whether that falls all the way back to the top of Coach Tomlin, whether it falls to Matt Canada, two targets for George Pickens, point blank period isn't enough, Ike. Yeah, George need at least six. No no less than six. George need no no less than six. They ain't nothing but a two-piece. They ain't nothing but a two-piece every quarter. I mean, really, that's eight. So, yeah, let's, let's, he, he need two. He need two a quarter. That's exactly what he need. Now, if you feel like the matchup, which I think the matchup between George and whomever, I'm always going to favor George. Man, I'm, I'm giving him at least eight to nine targets per game. No. I see. Yeah, I see. He the best. He the best. He the best player. He the blessed, he the he the most talented on the team. I'll put it to you like that. The most in my mind, he's the most talented on the team. And we said this early on throughout the season. Mark, like, don't superman me all the time. Every time we're in a tough situation, you want me to put my cap on every time. At least let me get dressed for it. Let me put my boots on. Let me put my, my onesie on. Let me put my cape on. Let me sit down. Let me have itinerary how I need to save the world. Don't just say, hey, George, we need you to save the world right now, and I'm just getting up out of the bed. I feel like sometimes that's what Pittsburgh do with George Pickens. Go on, let the man, lather the man a little bit, man. Let the man put his clothes on. Let him go through his you know, morning routine or ritual or whatever, and you'll have a heck of a player. But, yeah, you know how I feel about George. George is straight up dog. Yeah, Ike, you got to let Superman be Clark Kent or Spider-Man be Peter Parker. I hear what you're saying, but if he gets only two targets in any game this season, that's a failure. To me, that is a point, Blake. It's just a failure of this offense. Again, I like the way that the Steelers played, but only three points in the second half against the Falcons. Ike, I brought this up in terms of the offense, though. The two-minute execution by the Steelers against the Falcons was outstanding. And here's what I'm talking about. After the two-minute warning, they trust Kenny Pickett to find Deontay Johnson. They get a first down. It forces the Falcons to take the first timeout. Najee Harris gets bottled up two plays in a row. It's third down and five. And they decide, let's run. Let's let Kenny Pickett use his legs and run on a bootleg to the left. He he scrambles and slides. And that does three things like that. To, this won't show up on a stat sheet but it's the difference between winning and losing a football game. It's number one, you keep the clock moving. Atlanta's out of timeouts. Number two, you're not going to fumble the ball because the defender can't hit you when you slide. And then number three, Kenny Pickett's running to his left side. His right throwing shoulder is exposed. He protects that by sliding. It sets up the Presley Harvin punt deep into the Falcons are backed up into their own territory Cam Hayward gets a great bull rush and it sets up Minka Fitzpatrick's game-winning interception. 
it's the situational awareness with Kenny Pickett where you look at the stat sheet and say 197 yards, only three points in the second half. How impressive is that? It's the little things that go into the quarterback position that aren't flashy, don't show up up on the stat sheet, but it's the difference between winning and losing. And it's now four straight games for Kenny Pickett without throwing an interception as well. Controlling the clock. You know, understand, understand and you only get three. And we talked about this last year, I mean, last, uh, on last show. Controlling the clock and you only get three timeouts in the half. And usually teams try to hold them three timeouts um, in the fourth quarter if you're talking about the second half. The good thing for the Pittsburgh Steelers is they got a four-year start in Kenny Pickett, so he understands situational football. It's just now the game is slowing, slowing up to him. And, and mentally, he's getting it what it is to be a professional uh, franchise quarterback and running this team like how he needs to. And that's exactly what he needs to do. If you don't like what you see, run the ball, and when you need to slide, slide. Oh, by the way, man, the Atlanta Falcons ran out of timeouts. So guess what? I'm going to slide. <laughs> I'm going to slide in bounds and let that clock keep ticking. So you're 100% right, Mark. Um, but it's just that for me, it's the four-year starter and Kenny Pickett. Going to college for four years, mm-hmm. um, coming back, not coming out of junior, coming out of senior, uh, checking every box he need to check out when you're at, when you're at that college level as a senior, okay, what do NFL scouts, GMs, coaches, and owners look for in a quarterback? This is what I'm saying as at my junior year. Okay, let me check off the let me check off all these boxes going into my senior, year. and Pittsburgh wind up getting them in the first round. So yeah, I think that's just a lot of growth and development of Kenny Pickett, um, his awareness and him staying in in his senior year instead of coming out of his junior year. Yeah, and I mean, senior years when he put up all his big numbers, Ike. I mentioned the Steelers' success in running the ball since the bye week. Third in rushing attempts, fifth in the league in rushing yards, tied for fourth in rushing touchdown, and how about 10th in yards per carry? Since the bye week, Ike, my eyes aren't lying. The stats back up what I've seen. If the Steelers can continue to run the football like that, like they have since the bye week, it's been very, very encouraging this offense starting slowly to start slowly and slowly starting to come together again. I look at two targets for George Pickens. That's got to be addressed. Only three points and a half. That'll get you beat against better teams. But I'm at least starting to see progression with some of the young players on this offense. Yeah. Hey, TJ Watt, how you doing? Effect. When TJ Watt comes back off his injuries, that's the kind of effect he has on the team. Yeah. When you're former, you know, uh, when you're a former league defensive player. Player of the Year MVP. That's that's the kind of effect T.J. Watt has. So not only did he have the effect of Alex Highsmith understanding and grooming himself while T.J. was out. When T.J. came back, what you think Alex Alex Highsmith wound up doing? He wound up figuring out how to play with T.J. Watt. You know, we call we call that the Euro step. So Alex ain't mm-hmm. doing nothing. stepping now, and you seeing him blossom. Cam Hayward just Cam Hayward. You know, Cam mm-hmm. Cam can play for another four five years. You know, with the rules being changed, how much of in shape he is, um, they just need a backup to help Cam when I think coming up down the line so he ain't got to take as much pressure. But Cam going to be Cam. I mean, we talk about T.J. White. There would be no T.J. White if there was a Cam. My personal opinion. Cam sets the top. He holds the middle down so you ain't got a double or triple team T.J. White every time because you definitely can't let Cam go one-on-one. You see when you let Cam go one-on-one, what happens? And it's coming straight down the pipeline. So I got to give a huge shout out to Cam Haywood. Um, but when T.J. Watt come back, this, this will happen though. You know, when you see E.T. Mm-hmm. E. get on that bike and he start 
ride that bike and the bike wind up going all the way up to the moon somewhere. That's TJ Watt now. He going to visit his people all the way up there. That's what he doing. But, um, visit, visit George Pickens in space, Ike. We got the alien. You got the E.T. reference. I love it. We're going to the moon. We're going to outer space. That's what them two doing. Um, little, little did we know a couple of years ago, he was going to visit George Pickens. We didn't know that. We was like, TJ, why you keep hitting this bike and you keep going over there, keep flying across that moon? He ain't want to say at the time, I'm going to see George. And when y'all see him, <laughs> y'all going to love him just as well as I do. And the Pittsburgh still is going to end up getting George Pickens. But yeah, man, just the TJ Watt effect, Mark, to get back to mm-hmm. what we were talking about. And you said the best of running game. If you have a if you have a, a young quarterback who's in his rookie year, even though he played awful in college, what you gonna do to help? I got a good defense and I got a running game. Now, even though all these teams are saying, starting back with the Colts and Atlanta Falcons, oh, they run the same plays. Well, stop me. <laughs> stop me then. If you know I'm gonna run the ball. In a C gap, stop me. And kudos to the offensive line because we've been talking about the offensive line for a minute. But, you know, mm-hmm. like you say, since the bye week, them boys didn't rally and gather themselves together to have some of the most attempts, no, third most attempts, like you said, in the NFL right now after the bye. I think Najee Harris has taken some of that burden on too, Ike, to where he's heard some of the criticism and he's just run hard. He's been very impressive since the bye week, Ike. And, so the first half of the year, there were some rumblings to say, oh, is he a first-round bust? No, like I'm not going to go there, but he's been a lot better since the bye week, no doubt about that. Like I want to mention off the top, Lamar Jackson likely is not going to play in this game. Now, right. Tyler Huntley can do a lot of the things Lamar Jackson can do, but I want to say this first and foremost. Well, two things. Number one, the Steelers tend to do well against Lamar Jackson in terms of game planning for a running quarterback. But then number two, if Lamar Jackson's here, Tyler Huntley is like the AAA version of what Lamar Jackson is to the big leagues. And the reason I say that, it was on full display last week against the Broncos. The Broncos do have a very good defense, but you can only squeak by it like a 10-9 to 9 game, Ike. My point is, is Huntley is not Lamar Jackson, but hop in, Ike. Yeah, Huntley is Lamar Jackson, but don't forget the Denver Broncos do have the number one defense in the league. They are very good, Ike. They are very good. It's just been the offense that's been an absolute train wreck in Denver. Correct. Let's not forget that part. And we talked about Huntley last year too, Mark. As far as being a a more pure passer between the two, between him and Lamar, I think Huntley is more of a pure passer. He don't mind slinging that ball around. It's just, who he going to throw the ball to right now if it ain't Mark Andrews? And that's the only Mm -hmm. thing, that's the only thing with, with, with the Ravens, like, we've seen the growth and development of the organization with Philly and did with, with Jalen Hurts. Hey, Jalen, you, you need some receivers? You're going to get your offensive line and running back. You're going to get your A.J. Brown. And I know you like uh, um, your college teammate from Alabama. God darn uh, uh, Devontae Smith? Devontae Smith. I got you, Ike. Like, I mean, this is what we're going to do for you. So, Ravens, why why haven't the Ravens done the same thing what Philly has done for <laughs> Jalen Hurts? You know well, what I'm hang saying? On, Ike. Hang on, Ike. They did get Rashad Bateman, a receiver we liked out of Minnesota, a cold-weather right. receiver, but he's hurt for the rest of the season 
on IR had season ending foot surgery. So they, they tried to elevate him and then, uh, oh, they made the trade with the, with the Cardinals, with their other receiver, Hollywood Brown, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So uh, this, 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 what you do need, you need a Debo. What I mean by Debo, you need a receiver who just going to manhandle corners all day. And then on the other side, you need a speedster. Or if you can't catch a speedster, you need a a receiver who can run every route in the tree. One or two. That's what you need. And right now, right now, they don't they don't have they don't have that. Now they 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 always got a running game. They stay with a running game. But you know, you know how these defense coordinators think in December and January. We're gonna make you throw the ball. We're going to put nine in the box. It's on you. We're going to make you throw them. You have to beat us throwing. And right now, uh, I think the Ravens just as a whole, as an organization, um, they shortcutting Lamar. Because I'm looking at organizations. I'm looking at what they're doing with their young quarterbacks, man. And you see what Philly has done with their young quarterback. They built around them, you know. Um, but, yeah, that's where I'm going. But I like Huntley, though. Huntley's more of a, a pocket passer to me who just so – happen to be able to run, I would say. Lamar will run. Don't don't get me wrong. Lamar can slay that ball if he wants to. He make, he make it look effortless. But, you know, Lamar legs are better than Huntley legs. But I think Huntley will, will sit in the pocket, then run to get it to escape. Then Lamar will run to escape, make his plays on the run, then sit in the pocket. Regardless of how you feel about Lamar and the contract and the playoff success or lack thereof, I, here's where I land. And we're going to talk about Lamar's contract during our What Yins Think segment. Lamar's done more for the Ravens than the Ravens have done for Lamar. That's where right. I land there. Say less, Mark. You just said everything I needed to say in one swoop. All right, I'm going to go to my score prediction, Ike. I've actually been hot recently. I'm taking the Steelers at home 24-20 to 20 without Lamar Jackson. I think the Steelers continue their winning ways. I'm taking your 24-piece, the Ike Taylor. And you're <laughs> – go ahead, Ike. And you missed me by one point. I was going to say 24-21. <laughs> I like the Steelers this week. They've been hot, and the Ravens just start – the way both teams are trending – and again, I'm going to use the old godfather line. I don't expect the Steelers to make the playoffs this season. But as soon as I think I'm out, they pull me back in, Ike. And that's the way it's been with this Steelers team in 2022. George Pickett's going to go ham this 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 game. And Deontay Johnson will get in the paint finally. Finally, yeah. Yeah, it's been over too. Ike, we'll keep this thing rolling. The Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, Cam Hayward, named the Steelers nominee. Now, it's coming off a game where he had a sack. His bull rush helped set up Minka Fitzpatrick's game-winning interception. Connor Hayward, the rookie, the sixth rounder out of Michigan State, his brother scores his first career touchdown. And I thought this was really cool because they visited their father, Ironhead Hayward's grave, uh, ahead of the game in the morning. Some pretty cool stuff from the Hayward family and we know how much he does off the field, a great embodiment of the Steelers organization, someone who's very deserving you know, of this award for the team, but hopefully he could win this award overall for the league, something that will be announced later on once we get closer to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, once Cam finished playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm sure he'll stay in Pittsburgh, um, and he's going to wind up being the man because they love him up there. They love everything about Cam. They love everything he do for the city. And he does that without even thinking 
man, what kind of award I'm gonna get? That's just him. That's just in his. That's just in his blood. That's just in his DNA. Um, R.I.P. Um, Ironhead Hayward. Don't forget, man. He's New Orleans legend. They love Ironhead when he was mm-hmm. with the Saints. They, I mean, they love Ironhead. So, um, for Connor to score where his dad played, for them to visit the grave site, uh, his dad just dropped the angel down on him right quick. Man, I appreciate y'all coming to visit me. That, that's just my personal opinion. But you know, the Haywards, man, they just some good people. You know, from from Cam to Connor to his mom, they they just uh, warm-hearted, how may I help you kind of family. You know, that's always been their family. So, yeah, man, I mean, this doesn't surprise me with Cam. Cam does everything right. You know, from being the father to being the husband to being the teammate to being the leader to showcasing everything behind the scenes on how he tried to help that community in Pittsburgh and others. That's just Cam. So this doesn't surprise me at all. Congratulations, though, Cam. Yeah, hopefully he can, again, win the major award league-wide. I can. Craig Hayward, a Pittsburgh Panthers legend as well. It's where he played his college ball and then played for several years in the league. And he was played for the Saints and the Falcons. I know the Haywards grew up in the Georgia area as well, Ike. So that's the reason why when the game was in Atlanta last week, they were able to do that. And again, some pretty cool stuff that the rookie – uh, Connor Hayward getting into the paint for the first time in his career too. I can, he start to make some plays too. Like I noticed at the line of scrimmage, how they're utilizing him and Derek Watt to help get this running game going again, adjustments I've noticed since the bye week. Good eye, Mark. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. I, we're going to keep rolling. What Yins think this is the portion of our show where Commenters on YouTube can weigh in. They can ask us questions. They can make comments. And we're going to go back to Lamar Jackson. Russ Obenstein writes in, guys, I don't think the Ravens give Lamar what he wants. Ultimately, I think that Lamar will stay in Baltimore. But if not Baltimore, where's a destination? Where does Lamar wind up this offseason? Because Kyler Murray set the floor right now, $46 million per year. We're seeing how that's working out for the Cardinals this year, and it hasn't been great. But how do you think this Lamar Jackson storyline unfolds, Zyke? Because he's in the final year of his rookie deal, and he's going to want a huge contract after this season. He obviously has that knee injury right now, but how does this play out, Ike? Man, call me crazy, but Miami. You 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 can. You can call me crazy. I think two of Lamar contracts about to be up at the same time, right? I'll I'll take a look at that, Ike. While while you continue on your point, I'll pull up uh, both contracts right now. So Lamar, you know, obviously he's from Miami. He always been vouching for Miami. I'm not sold if that Miami organization is sold on to him. And I think this playoff we'll see. Um, also leading up to you know some small injuries. I know Lamar got a knee injury, but for two, it's been head. It's been it's been a few head injuries, so we shall see. But um, you put Lamar on Miami roster right now, that's Super Bowl. I don't think we're saying that with Tua. We saying yeah, they're doing real good in regular season, going into the playoffs. I don't know. But are we even sure the I, Dolphins are a playoff team though? Ike, I don't mean to interrupt you, but yeah, like, they, that's yeah, they are. They're not, okay. not. They will get to the playoffs. I do know that they're getting to the playoffs. Uh, 
if Tom Brady, if Tom doesn't go to San Fran, I can see Lamar. I can see Lamar bouncing over there. Yep. To Tampa, that's been my crazy theory that Tom Brady either rides off into the sunset or you think Brady could wind up with the 49ers. I oh, 100%. Maybe Aaron Rodgers goes to the 49ers too. There could be – I love when the quarterback carousel gets underway in the offseason, Ike, because it's like the Wild West. I mean, Tom, if you look at it like this, Tom can slide to the, to the 49ers. Okay. AR can slide to Tampa. And Lamar can slide to Miami. Where does Tua go then? Because I looked this up, Ike. Tua is still under contract through 2023, and then the fifth-year option is in 2024. What would happen with Tua in that scenario? Ain't no telling. Ain't no telling for Tua. All right. I mean, right now, if we if, if you name it Lamar, Tom, Aaron, and Tua, you taking all three of them before Tua. I'm with you here, Ike. Uh, Dolphins front office, two has had a great season, redemption, all of that. And he's got two great weapons towards. So it's kind of hard not to look good when you've got Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. But if you if you question whether the Dolphins are all in on Tua, this is the same organization that tried to bring in Tom Brady secretly. One, two, also tried to bring in Deshaun Watson. Let's not kid ourselves here, Ike. So you look I like mean, a proud dad right now, Ike. Well, we're arguing. We're not just we're not just saying this just to say this, Mark. They try to bring in two secret, secretively before letting tour just be tour. So do you really like tour like that? If you like tour like that. You ain't trying to bring Tom in as a shareholder on the hand of quarterback, and you ain't trying to bring what? That's <laughs> <laughs> what you're not trying to do if you like to it like that. So, uh, you know, thankfully, Coach Mike, Mike Daniels, he loved to it, though. He, he was all in, but I think he just loved to it right now. If he had different options, <laughs> yeah, uh, he, would, he would elevate himself so he would he would he would prime time himself, I would say, when it comes back to that quarterback position. If you and caught that. I heard that Jackson turned on a five year two hundred and fifty million dollar deal, but the guaranteed money was like one thirty and some change, Ike. So you look at that guaranteed number which he's after. I personally think the Ravens would be foolish to let Jackson walk because okay. the lack of playoff success, Ike, sure. What's your alternative if you're Baltimore? Like, yeah. do you have a, and here's the point. Do you have a definitive option that says, yep, this is an upgrade over Lamar Jackson. I don't see that right now. And unless you have that, you've got to pay the man. You've got to pay the man. I love this conversation. Ike. we'll keep this rolling. And thank you to Russ Obenstein for that question. It's a storyline that's going to continue throughout the playoffs and into the off season. We got to keep going though. Ike. we have another, what yins think this comes from captain, captain Spartan. Oh, four says, continuing with the travel questions, what is the favorite restaurant you've eaten at not in your hometown? Ike, the floor is yours. Oh, Umi, Pittsburgh. It's a sushi spot. Mr. and Mrs. Shu, UMI. Anybody going to Pittsburgh or anybody just want to take a visit to Umi? Now, your, your pocket, your pocket got to be a little bit heavy, though, because Mr. Shu and Mrs. Shu going to hit you upside the head. 
So y'all go to Omi, second floor, shady side in Pittsburgh. Small little hole in the wall, but every billionaire you want to think of sits up there and we eat sushi. I, I like how you say we as if we're a part of that community. <laughs> yeah, we we I love that. I love the shout out to the 412, Ike. That is uh, in the sushi spot. You got to find good sushi. That's fantastic. Um, oh, yeah. Ike, I thought of two, and I've been to different parts of the world and everything. Thank, thanks to my parents. They raised me and my brother in a great way. Um, there was one in New York. It was a fresh re- restaurant. Uh, Danielle uh, Balud, I'm probably mispronouncing his name. Famous okay. restaurateur. We went to one of his restaurants because he has several in New York City. I cannot remember which one, but probably the best restaurant I've been to outside of Chicago because that's where I grew up, grew up in the Chicago suburbs. The Criterion Restaurant in the United Kingdom, Ike, it's right off Piccadilly Circus. It's one of the oldest restaurants in the world. It opened in 1873, and the food and cuisine is fantastic. The decor is fantastic. You're right in Piccadilly Circus and Ike, I know how much you love The Dark Knight. Part of The Dark Knight was filmed in the restaurant, the scene where Bruce Wayne can, uh, says that he's going to financially back Harvey Dent in his, in his run for, I believe it was uh, the attorney general on that movie. That scene was filmed at the restaurant, at the Criterion restaurant in the UK. So I'd probably say that's probably the best place I've been to outside of my hometown. Wait, uh, check it out one day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So thank you. That's what yins think. And if you have questions for Ike and I, it can be football related, life related. If you just want to weigh in, we take the best comments. We read through them. And Ike, I really love this segment. So hopefully we can keep that rolling and uh, we'll keep with the NFL discussion and the Los Angeles Rams claim Baker Mayfield off waivers. Panthers cut tie with Mayfield after less than a season. He's thrown for as many touchdowns is his jersey number, along with six interceptions as well, Ike. And the Rams need a lot of quarterback help. They've sputtered this season. I think they've like got like the third worst record in the league. But they're going to take a flyer on Baker Mayfield because Matthew Stafford right now, on injured reserve, spinal cord contusion. Uh, the backup is well. John Wolford, he hasn't been healthy So it looks like this week, Bryce Perkins will get the start on Thursday night. But I I was reading some headlines saying Baker could start Thursday, which is like, he's got to have time to learn the playbook. I'd be shocked if he plays Thursday, but they're going to take a flyer on Baker Mayfield, the former number one overall pick. Yeah. I mean, he he ran into the right, he ran into the right coach because Sean McVay is a quarterback whisperer for sure. So this 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 could be the final stop for Baker Mayfield, and this might be the best stop for Baker Mayfield, um, especially once Sean McVay get his hands on him, him understand the playbook. Now he may be able to play Thursday. Sean McVay might just simplify the whole playbook so Baker can play, because Baker not only can run. I mean, he has been a starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns for multiple years, and he started a few games for Carolina Panthers. So it's not like he can't do it. Can't pick up the playbook. Now the whole playbook, no. So I'm sure if if Sean McVay wants to start Baker Mayfield, uh, he's going to simplify that playbook all the way. And he's going to keep that running game intact. And if Baker looks like he can handle the majority of that playbook, he will gradually bring him along. But I think this is a perfect spot 
for Baker Mayfield. Baker I Mayfield, th- Baker Mayfield needs a guy like Sean McVay, a quarterback whisper. You know, not only um, we don't need you. He, he's going into a situation where he knows this possibly could be his last spot, and Sean McVay don't need him. You know, it's just a one-year deal, a couple of games left in the in the in the regular in the regular season for the LA Rams. So, I mean, if I'm Baker, man, I'm going there with my head down. Um, I'm already talking to a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I seen what he's done with Matthew Stafford in one year, brought him to the Super Bowl and won it. So, yeah, this this is what I'm doing. And 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 by the way, quarterback we shipped over to to Detroit. He wound up bringing us to the Super Bowl. We didn't win it, but we did go to a Super Bowl. So, yeah, I think right now Sean McVay is the quarterback whisper. You know, just going just going with everything he's built. And now Baker Mayfield is going to a team with a Hollywood team. They got stars at every position. And a position that you need a start. On defense, sure, Ike. But hang on. Go ahead, go ahead Ike. I'm sorry. At a, at a position you need a star at. They don't. They just had a guy who came in and Matthew Stafford came in with his head down, didn't say nothing, go from the, to the facility back home, not worrying about commercials. Now I'm getting me commercials after I won a, after I won a Super Bowl. That's that's what happens when you're the uh, quarterback mm-hmm. for the L.A. Rams and you win the Super Bowl. So I think this is a I think what Baker is going through. This is a humbling experience for him. It's on him if he wants to receive all of this or not. But hitting Sean McVay, the quarterback whisper is a perfect spot for him. I'm with you on McVay, Ike. I really thought Mayfield was going to go to the 49ers. I don't know if he had that offer on the table or not, but just given Jimmy G's foot injury, maybe the 49ers are high on Brock Purdy. But I really thought that as soon as the Panthers let Mayfield go, I thought for sure he was going to San Francisco. Yeah, I I, I think San Fran Locker like Purdy over Baker. You know, I, I think I think because guys talking in the NFL, especially in the offseason, like bro, you like bro? No, I don't like him. Why you don't like him? Man, bro, I think he better than what he really is, and he don't mm-hmm. really put the time in, man. He's just living off his own hype. Like guys really do talk, especially at that quarterback position. Not saying that's Baker Mayfield. I'm just saying for San Fran, my personal opinion, other than getting it, other other than getting CMC, Christian McCaffrey. They want everything homegrown. They want to be like, man, I drafted him. And the only, thing, the only person they didn't draft was Jimmy Garoppolo, and Jimmy just happened to be one of the boys. You know, so I think they really do like Purdy. I think Purdy's in Purdy right now. So they ain't really they ain't really tripping on anything else. So Purdy showed a little a lot of confidence, some flash, you know, and, and I look at when he when he when he gets hit how the offense responds to him. He got hit a few times, and them boys rallied. They, they was rushing to go pick him up off the ground. And when you see that, that's mm-hmm. telling the story. Like, yeah, because I just seen a few times when Baker didn't got hit in Cleveland. And, you know, they kind of looked down like, bro, you going to pick him up? Cause I ain't going to pick him up. So it's, 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 a big, it's a big difference on how your teammates feel about you. Hey, I'll stop you there. Uh, he's covered by Progressive. At least he was at the time. I missed those commercials. You is so petty. You is so petty, Mark. <laughs> Mark, you is I miss. I seriously, I miss those commercials. I actually think Baker's got some acting chops. Yeah, you is petty. You is 
It's funny though. It's like he gets those commercials. I think there were a lot of people that were mad about that to where it's like, what has he accomplished? He's won one playoff game against our beloved Steelers. And then you're right though, because now you see Stafford on those AT&T commercials. Like I'm just, I'm just noticing things. I'm just pointing that out. Yeah, like when you when you win Super Bowls, you know. And I'm sure I'm, I'm sure Stafford had plenty of offers. He just choose that one. I'm sure they gave him a lot of money for it. Mm-hmm. But he choose- Right, let's uh let's continue on. The Titans fire GM John Robinson. Titans team sitting at seven and five. They've been good. It's rare to fire a GM midseason. It's even rarer to fire a GM midseason when your team's winning. We were talking some before the show, Ike. You have a theory as as far as why the Titans fired John Robinson. The floor is yours. Oh, <laughs> oh. man, it's so easy. <laughs> it's easy as hell. Enlighten me. Man, Corey Davis and AJ Brown. Uh, you need to get you need to get your butt up out of him. That that what the hell you need to do. You need to get up out of him. Man, AJ AJ Brown got that man five. <laughs> AJ Brown got that man five. That that's six four, six three and a half, two hundred and thirty pound mutant. Got that man five. Oh, by the way, Corey Davis ain't doing too bad for the uh, Jets either. By the way. So we sitting there. Yeah, well, you did get Traylon Burks, and we talked about Traylon Burks. I like Traylon Burks a lot. I thought he wanted nothing but a. I thought he wanted nothing but like a a lower brother to Corey Davis and AJ Brown. Anyway, that's the kind of receivers mm-hmm. they like over. There. They like big body receivers who gonna deep ball you, who gonna slam you on the ground. But damn, I got damn. We couldn't pay AJ or Corey. And y'all just saw when they came to the crib, and then you got AJ talking about man, this my crib. He whipping the goalposts like like a bad kid that did something in school. Oh yeah, and who got rid of him? The owner, the owner didn't even know who got rid of them two studs on the outside. Everybody pointing at the GM. Him, right there. Oh yeah, get his butt up out of here. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. AJ Brown came into that came into that establishment. Mm-hmm. Did what he did on Sunday. Mm-hmm. The owner was like, "Didn't we have him?" And it was like. <laughs> Mr. John Robinson got rid of him. Oh yeah, he got to go too. He got to go too. <laughs> he got to go too. That's that's exactly what happened, bro. That's exactly what happened. Eight catches on ten targets, 119 yards, and two touchdowns. AJ Brown did to the Titans what he also did to the Steelers. I'm telling you, we talk about dogs at the receiver position. True alphas, true number ones. AJ Brown belongs in that conversation. Oh yeah, AJ. I mean, you, <laughs> you see AJ, man, you think he's an outside linebacker. He just don't have to play receiver. I saw that man sitting up there on that podium. I said, yeah. I said, he ain't got no neck. He ain't got no neck. When he turned, he turned his whole body around, Mark. But, yeah, you get to you get rid of what, Corey Davis and AJ Brown? Corey Davis is over there too, right? Yeah, yeah, they, they had that tandem. And I think the thought process was we can bring in Traylon Burks, rookie contract, and get, I don't know, 75 to 80% of the production that we had from A.J. Brown. Easier said than done. And, yeah, you're shaking your head, Ike. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. But I think that was the logic. But here's the thing. The Titans are 7-5, and five, and I look at, okay, when have other teams fired their GMs midseason? Jaguars in 2020, Dave Caldwell, after the team lost 10 straight games. Sashi Brown with the Browns. 
one in 27 in two seasons. He was 0 and 12 the season he was fired. Another Browns GM, George Kokinas, one and seven start in the 2009 season. So to get fired midseason if you're a GM, it's usually for a team that is very bad. This is still a Titans team at the top of the AFC South division. The timing of this, Ike, is just yeah. what I'm questioning. My theory is this, Ike. I still think that there's, okay, yeah, the A.J. Brown, the Corey Davis narrative, fine. I think there's more to this story that we don't know about right now, and we'll learn more in the coming weeks. Not a flashy or a sexy take, Ike, but I think there's information that's going to be out there. We find out what's really going on in the Titans' front office as to, okay, yeah, they've won the AFC South a week division in football year after year after year after year. Can you get over the top and actually contend for a Super Bowl? Because last year when they were the one seed, they were like the most disrespected one seed maybe we've ever seen in like the last 20 years of the sport, Ike. Just my opinion. Yeah, so Mark, because A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. So now everybody's figuring out how to stop King Henry. They just load the box. You have no receivers who who can really win on one-on-one. You got yeah. Corey Davis and Brown who can win one-on-one then Tannehill can pretty much throw the ball whenever he won't throw the ball to these two big guys. Like, they're, they're small forwards in the NBA. You don't have anybody like that no more. So now they're stopping the run. You're going to two-game losing streak. It's like Tannehill do something for us. Tannehill like, well, I ain't got the two Newtons I had on the outside that we had a couple years ago. So that's, that's, that's exactly what's going on now. And that's the problem they have. Y'all like Tannehill, but Tannehill needs – Tannehill is a trailer, not a truck. Is, is what I want to say. Tannehill ain't about to throw you yep. to win a ball game. Tannehill needs help, and he does have help. Have a good defense. Got one of the best running backs in the league. And at the time, when they had the two dogs sitting at the receiver at the X and the Z, it, things was a little bit easier. Now, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm telling you what the owner said. The owner, the owner sitting up there, smoking a one-of-a-kind one of cigar. Like, man, A.J. Brown and Corey Davis' name sound familiar. And one of the one of the grandkids that said, "Yeah, we had them before." They're like, "What? Damn that truck going that down some gum? What we had them? Yeah, our GM said they weren't good enough, and we couldn't pay them enough money. We had to let them go." Really? Hey, let me hop in. Let me hop in. And the grandkid probably has the jersey of either AJ Brown or Corey Davis, still wearing it from the season before. You are. You already know. You already know. So that's exactly what happened. To your point, though, Mark, I do agree. It's more to what I'm saying, but I think some of what I'm saying is actually true. But yeah. it will more in the offseason exactly what happened with the Titans yeah. and the general manager, John Robinson. Like week 14 picks. I have a quick beef before we get into the picks. Okay. There are six teams on a bye week this week, and last week there were only two. Why can't we do four and four? So you got the Falcons, the Bears, the Packers, the Colts, the Saints, and Commanders all on bye week in week 14. It also messes things up for the fantasy football playoffs because this is the last week of the regular season before you get into fantasy football playoffs, Ike. The schedulers, figure this out. Distribute the bye weeks more evenly, and I'll get off my soapbox there. Six week, six teams on a bye week this week. It's too many. Yeah, I'm on a three-game losing streak in one of my leagues, and it's the league I really wanted to win, so I'm 7-5 and five now. I gotta win this. I gotta win this next game. In my other fantasy league, I started off 0 and 3, and I won seven games straight. So I ain't really, I ain't really tripping on that league. I, I, I know that it was high. I, I'm lying. I was 0 and 4. I started off 0 and 4. 
Yeah, and I won seven games straight. So I know they're mad at me because in a group text, I don't say nothing. In this fantasy league, now in the first fantasy league, the cigar fantasy league, all I do is talk smack. But right now I'm on a three-game losing streak. So right now, you know, my uh, so we got to exchange cigars. And right now they kill they pocket. But uh, somebody on the call, and that can't happen. You're all good, Ike. Uh, Thursday night football, Raiders, Rams. If Perkins is the guy for the Rams, the Raiders are still trying to cling on to playoff hope. Raiders are favored by six points on the road. Not sure who's going to start for the Rams, the Rams offense that has really struggled this season. Obviously, Cooper Cup's not playing either. I'm going to go with the Raiders on the road. I think they have more to play for on Thursday night, so I'm going to take the Raiders on Thursday night. Yeah, got the Raiders. I mean, Jacobs, right? You talking about you ain't going to pay the man. The man said, I got something for that. Since you don't want to pay me, I got something for that. I'm about to run it back. I'm about to run this ball like it ain't got no more air in it. So since y'all want to pay me, somebody about to pay me after this year. And he, he's he been part of the Raiders. He's been one of the reasons between him and Devontae Adams. You know, them, them two boys, that, that that running back combo and that receiver combo between Derek Carr and Devontae, but that's been a hell of a combo. But, man, he's been running that ball like he's been truly pissed off. Jacob's been running that thing. And that, I, I guess that's what they've been looking for the whole time. But – Jacob, like, if you give me 20 to 25 carries a game, this is what the hell I can do. I can close games out for you or give you a big play when needed. We all know what Devontae Adams can do. I mean, he oh, just yeah. – he the thing. you got a corner holding one arm, and he catch the ball with the other arm. And if you got both of his arms, he'll catch that thing in between his shoulders and his helmet. Like, that's what Devontae Adams is doing right now. He in a whole other world when it comes down to catching the ball. But – yeah, I'm taking the Raiders all day in this one, Mark. All right, Ike. Vikings at Lions. And Ike, when you mentioned the Lions on our last show, I was like, Ike's out of his skull. This is a Lions team that has won four of its last five games. And Ike, with the Vikings, they've been very good this season. Nine of the Vikings' 10 wins this season have been by one score. I'm still not sold on the Vikings. I think NFC Championship, maybe, but true Super Bowl contender, I'm not there with the Vikings. Also, Justin Jefferson coming off a game held less than 50 yards against the Jets. That shows how legit the Jets defense is. I'm going to go with the Lions at home upset this week. Ike, this is my upset of the week. Go ahead. Ain't my upset, but I'm going with the Lions. Because this, 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 they, they, they finally starting to figure. They, they say you are your coach's personality. And this is exactly what the Lions are. They're tough, mean, aggressive, disciplined, hold each other accountable, love each other kind of group. That's all the Lions are. And it was just a matter of time. We didn't know We didn't know if it ever was going to happen. Like, okay, the Lions will always play teams tough when they stay losing. Mm-mm. You just said it. Four out of five last games. They won four out of five games. And all that playing tough and coming down to the last and hitting people and knocking the ball out and running the ball down your throat. This is exactly when Swift coming back. This is exactly what they're doing. <laughs> this is like defense is optimistic and they create turnovers, interceptions. This is exactly what this this is exactly. And when you just hear the post game uh, interviews or hear, hear the coach talk after the game, they love to do. They love everything about the they love everything about the head coach. Like, 
he coaches them to be men. He hold them accountable like men. And you can just tell by the way they play. It ain't no finger pointing. It ain't no making excuses. It ain't no ain't no butts. Nah, if you playing in the NFL, you get held accountable as a young man. Because guess what? This is life. This is life. And he's holding these young men accountable and they embracing it. And Mark, you starting to see the benefits of this. <laughs> so, so yeah, for me, it ain't no upset for you. It is for sure. But Mark, these Lions, man, we've been talking about these Lions and they play tough. That's what we've been saying. They play tough. They doing more. They closing. They playing tough and they closing games out. Two stud running backs, Ike. And I think once you get a quarterback in there, maybe bring a rookie in, bring him along next season, Ike. I'm telling you, it's not this season, but 2023 and beyond. No, we've said it for a long time. The line's been at the top of the draft, but right. I think they take care of the Vikings this week, just my opinion. Ike, Jets at, Jets at Bills. Bills a nine-and-a-half-point favorite, over-under at 44-and-a-half. Bills, though, coming off a win against the Patriots on Thursday. So they've had a little bit of extra time to prepare for this game. And Ike, I just look at it like this. If Mike White's the starter for the Jets because the Jets have now benched Zach Wilson, I look at the quarterback matchup like I did a week ago where it was like, okay, Josh Allen versus Mac Jones, Josh Allen versus Mike White. If the Bills are actually legit this season and they're coming off their first AFC East win of the season, on that Thursday night game against the Patriots, I think they keep this thing rolling. Not sure they cover the nine and a half, but you can put the Bills on a money line in a parlay. That's what I do. I do think the Bills take care of business at home. Nine and a half? I don't know, because I do like the Jets' defense. So that's where I land there. Yeah, I like the Jets' defense, but I'm going to take the Bills. Um, I think the Jets, what we've been talking about, they figured, they, I guess they listened to our show. Um, they started to run Singletary a lot more. <laughs> So I've been talking about not letting, not letting Josh Allen be the running back, and I guess they heard you and I talk about it. So they've been giving the ball to Cook, um, Cook and Singletary, more coming out that backfield when it comes down to the rushing part. Uh, but, yeah, it's just they've been winning ugly, but they've been finding ways to win. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. All right, Ike, NFC East matchup. The Giants host the Eagles. Eagles a six-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. This is an Eagles team, Mike. The two weeks they struggled, it all comes down to turnovers. They are number one in turnover margin, plus 13. They lead the league in takeaways with 23. An offense that's turned the ball over only nine times this season. Jalen Hurts, 20 touchdowns, only three picks. They hang on to the ball. And I think in this game, you say night-night to the Giants playoff aspirations this season the Giants team that started out hot they were seven and two but they've struggled in the last two weeks two straight losses I think the Eagles take care of business and knock out their NFC East opponent from the playoff picture I've got the Eagles on the road yeah for me I got the Eagles on the road as well it's because it's the depth of that defensive line with the Philadelphia Eagles scary yeah it's just I mean, Philly is looking like Alabama D-line where they rotate every phone, every other series. Yeah. So you, you get a fresh phone coming into, you know, um, that series. It's hard on the offensive linemen. So, yeah, I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles. You already said what Jenna Hurst has been doing, 20-3, 20 touchdowns, three receptions. We already been saying what A.J. Brown has been doing. 
Um, we see what the defense does over there for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think it's just too much. I think it's going to be too much for the for the New York Giants to 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 not be able to contain not only the Philadelphia Eagles offense, but I think the defense is going to cut up. Style of play too, Ike, against the Packers. Eagles run the ball, 360-plus rushing yards. Against the Titans, they got Simmons up front, one of the best interior defensive tackles. Totally different style of play, and the onus falls on Jalen Hurts. So they have different styles of play, and that's what I like about the Eagles. They can beat you in a variety of ways. Correct. If y'all if y'all if y'all want us to throw the ball, then I'm gonna throw the ball to AJ and company. If y'all want us to run the ball, uh, I'm gonna let Miles and company run the ball. Oh, by the way, my quarterback squats 600 pounds in the offseason as well. His name is Jalen Hurts. So, however y'all want to do it, we can do it. If I want a quarterback sneak the ball on fourth on, on first and ten <laughs> and get ten yards, that's exactly what I'm doing. So, like you said, the Eagles can beat you in whatever way you want them to beat you. If you want to stop running, they pass. If you want to stop their pass, they're going to run the ball. Ike, Browns and Bengals. Bengals a four-and-a-half-point favorite among the hottest teams in the league. And this is the number one team in the league in the Bengals in defensive completion percentage. Now, Joe Burrow gets a lot of praise, but I'm going to focus on the defensive side of the ball because the Bengals are doing this without – cornerback Cheeto Bay Awuzie. And I'm telling you right now, Ike, a name to keep an eye on this offseason when the coaching carousel is in full swing. Lou Anarumo, the Bengals defensive coordinator, I think is going to get a lot of consideration to be a head coach in 2023. I'm telling you right now, what he did to slow down Patrick Mahomes, who completed just 59.3% of his passes in week 13, and he's doing it perhaps without his best cornerback, I'm telling you right now, this is going to happen. Lou Anarumo is going to get a lot of look. He might get hired as a head coach, but he's going to get interviews. I'm telling you right now, and this might be the most underrated part of this Bengals team that's gone on this run, mind you. They just got Jamar Chase back from a hip injury and Joe Mixon working his way back from a concussion. The most valuable player on that defense is Hubbard. If, 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 you, if you can't see that, something wrong with you. Herbert, as a defensive lineman, he, he has more than a motive. He's T.J. Watt's cousin. He just don't get the recognition of as T.J. Watt. But if you ask anybody on that, on that between Hubbard and Mike Hilton, little Mike Hilton, them two are definitely setting the, setting the tone for for the Cincinnati Bengals defense. And, no, nah, they don't get enough credit, Mark. But like you say, to beat Patrick Mahomes three times, but then when you go back and look at history – the Cincinnati Bengals have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs seven games in a row. So that's just saying something about the Cincinnati Bengals. We just so happen to look at the quarterback matchups between Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. But, yeah, that defense, we don't talk enough about that Cincinnati defense, Mark. But for me, just looking at Hubbard sitting sitting on that D-line, man, that, that, that defense end. He has called nothing but havoc, and I've been watching him for the past two years, and he's been consistent. So he popped on my radar last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he should have been on my radar, but obviously I don't like Cincinnati, but I'm a fan of her. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with Cincinnati, man. It's just hard. It's just hard. Don't boys, that wide receiver core really do take up for each other. Because one of the, one of the mm-hmm. Kansas Chiefs, I think it was Snead, 
one of Kansas City's Chiefs cornerbacks said something before they played him, talking about T. Higgins. And Jamar Chase didn't like that at all. Jamar didn't like that at all. And when T. T. Higgins did his thing, Jamal was all for it. So it's like, hey, you fight. If you fight me, you fight Mark. Ain't nothing going to be felt. That's how that wide receiver core feel over there in Cincinnati. They just so happen to have Joe Cool, and Joe Cool is probably the coolest, one of the coolest people who could ever play the game right now. I think the Bengals get some redemption. Remember, the Browns smoked them earlier this season, so I'm going to take the Bengals at home against the Browns. I think they get redemption, and one of the more confusing results this season, Ike. Yeah, I agree. I got the Bengals over the Browns. All right, Jaguars and Titans. And, Ike, I'm going to take the Titans solely for the fact that your GM just gets fired. Everyone tightens up a little bit and says, oh, I'm going to have to be up to snuff. Jaguars team that got smoked by the Lions against the Lions a week ago. I'll take the Titans at home, uh, three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Jags. I'll take the Titans as well, Mark. Okay. Texans and Cowboys. This game opened at 15. It's now 16-and-a-half. I think I hope the Texans can cover. 16-and-a-half points is a lot. I, I don't think there's any way the Cowboys lose this game. So if you need to throw a game into the money line, go ahead and throw this in. However... If you do think that the Cowboys are not up to snuff, you could probably get very good value. I just don't see it with the, this Texans team. I think this Texans team's probably the worst in the league. If you want to throw an easy parlay money line on the Cowboys, 16 and a half points is a lot. I would hope that the Texans could cover, but I don't think there's any way that Houston actually pulls out the upset outright. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to be the team with a lot of confidence. And right now, and, your, and, and the, most of that confidence is coming from your owner. His name is Jerry Jones. So this Cowboys team is just playing with a lot of confidence, Mark, a lot of confidence. They're getting to the quarterback. They're running the ball. They're passing when they need to. Tight ends are getting involved. They're creating turnovers. It's the Michael, Michael Parsons is Tom Brady. It's, it's, it's going to be a lot of people. When we said about Tom Brady getting a lot of other coaches' jobs and they weren't that good because all because of Tom Brady, this is what Michael Parsons is going to do. He's going to get a lot of coaches on that Dallas defense jobs and they just don't understand it's Michael Parsons, not you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm taking uh, Dallas all day on this one. All right, Ike, uh, good quarterback matchup in the next one. Dolphins at Chargers, Tua versus Justin Herbert. Both teams need this win. High-scoring affair, they're predicting 51.5 points. Who you got between Miami and Los Angeles? Chargers are at home. Justin. Keenan Allen back. You hate hate Tua. I'll say it for you, Mike. You're not a fan of Tua Tagovailoa. I like like Tua. I like Tua as a person. Sure. I think think they're going to make the playoffs. But after that, no. After that, it's, it's it's a... I'm curious to see that the fans at Chargers games, Ike, it's always like the opposing team always shows up in droves. It's like, are there any Chargers fans out there? Like it, this confuses me every time I turn on a Chargers game. It's like everyone just treats it like a vacation. It's hard. I don't know what the tickets going for. The tickets might be going for like $7. Yeah. And I don't, I don't get it too, because Ike Los Angeles didn't have a team for like 20 or 30 years. Now they've got two, and it's like no one remembers that the Chargers play in Los Angeles. They don't forget they did have the LA Rams though. So Jerome Bennis was when it was the LA Rams. I do remember that. 
But uh, yeah, the Chargers. I just like I like Justin Palmer has came along. I like Keenan. Keenan has come back. We all know what they're running back, dude. If you play anybody in fantasy with uh the, the L.A. Chargers running back, he gonna smoke you every damn week. Every week he's gonna play the guitar on you. So, but yeah, to a, to a, to a company, I like to um. Tua is in a great situation. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a perfect situation. Because people always point to the two receivers. Like, don't forget, the Dolphins also brought in Taron Armstead, one of the best tackles in all of football. Not sure he'll be back this week. I know he got injured, but people forget about that. They focus on the flashy toys and the cars. What you got up front. Don't forget they got a tight end and two running backs from San Fran. Let's, let's let's not forget that as well. No. So but yeah, I just I just with Keenan Allen coming back, I just I just like Justin Herbert. I'm gonna go against you. I'm gonna pick the Dolphins. Like we gotta keep this rolling. I can't go at the same page with all of Ike Taylor's picks. Not all of them. I'll take the Dolphins on that one. Panthers and Seahawks. Seahawks a six point favorite. It's a Panthers team that just cut Baker Mayfield. Seahawks have had a nice season from Geno Smith, Ike, but I think the Seahawks team could be one that has been in the playoff hunt at the top of that division all season long. I want to see, can they close it out? Can they win the NFC West? Huge question mark there, but this is a Panthers team that even at like, what are they, four and eight right now, are still in the playoff hunt because of how bad the NFC South has been. Yep. Seattle Seahawks, Geno Smith and company. At home too, yeah. Yeah, Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll, you know, whatever new music they got going on in the rap industry, Pete Carroll damn they know every word as well. So he's he's evolving himself. You know, I got some running back shit in that backfield. I got my I got Marshawn Lynch, brother, and his cousin sitting in that backfield. And let's let's not talk since y'all want to talk about AJ Brown. We feel like we got a, a, a mutated receiver over here called DK Metcalf as well. So what would you what y'all talking about? Y'all saw what he just did to Jalen. So what we doing? So y'all y'all left Geno Smith for dead when he came with all the way up, all the way up mm-hmm. there. To- y'all left for dead. Guess what? Pete Carroll said, "I got something for us, baby. We're gonna put you in this lab. We're gonna mutate you. This, this is exactly what we're gonna do, and this is exactly what happened. So you got dang right. I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks on this." Yeah, if the Seahawks are actually legit, you got to take care of business against the Panthers, Ike. And I love Pete Carroll taking his shirt off the very first time he met DK Metcalf. Classic. Love it. I love it. Bucks at 49ers. 49ers, a six-point favorite. This, to me, is a complete stay away, Ike, because I don't know what I'm getting in Brock Purdy. If Brock Purdy's even adequate, though, I don't think this is a very good Buccaneers team. Maybe they're starting to turn a corner with Brady. I'm still not a believer. They just squeaked by the Saints on Monday Night Football. If Brock Purdy is a even adequate, I'll take the 49ers, but I would stay away from this one. That's what I would do. What say you, Ike Taylor? As the analyst is telling me to take San Francisco 49ers, but as a former football player, I can't bet against Tom Brady. Okay. This, this is what I'm not doing. So I'm going to take the time of bait because I don't. Don't you forget, Mark, that Bucks defense looks like it's getting back to the old Bucks defense. 
again. So I'm gonna take Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. I think Chiefs at Broncos. We've got three games left. Chiefs eight and a half point favorite on the road in Mile High. Chiefs number one team in scoring. I think this Broncos defense is good enough to stick around for a while, but this Chiefs offense, I think, is just relentless. And this is more of an indication. I think the Broncos, the Colts, and for a while, the Steelers had the three worst offenses in the league. This Broncos offense is broken. So I don't think they're going to be able to keep pace. You don't keep that uh, offense. You don't keep the, the Chiefs offense off the field long enough. And I think that's the reason why the Chiefs will cover in this one at eight and a half. Again, Chiefs number one team scoring offensively. It's just I don't think the Broncos offense is is good enough to hang with the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs to cover on the road against their AFC West, AFC West opponent. Yeah, the Chiefs still pissed off on what happened with the Cincinnati Bengals, so they're going to run a score up on, on the uh, Denver Broncos, my personal opinion. So I got the Chiefs. All right, Ike. We've got, let's see here, ripping through these picks. Let's go to just a second here. Sorry, my odds, they already have odds for the week 15 games, and it's tripping me up. I apologize. Let's go to Monday night, Patriots and Cardinals. Patriots favored by a point and a half. And this is a Cardinals team that's been struggling with Kyler Murray. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Patriots on the road. This is just more, I don't have faith in the Cardinals right now. I don't know what the heck's going on. And Bill Belichick has struggled against quarterbacks that can run the ball. But I think the Patriots get right on Monday night. Uh, last time, I believe, we'll see the Patriots in prime time this season. I'll take the Patriots on the road. Yeah, I'm going to take, take the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, I don't like the, I don't like the Patriots' offense right now. I don't, like the, I don't like the Arizona Cardinals' offense right now either, but I'm taking the Arizona offense over the Patriots' offense right now. Um, I'm taking the offensive coordinator over the Patriots offensive coordinators right now. Mm-hmm. So exactly what I'm doing, I'm gonna go ahead and take the Arizona Cardinals. I think they got a, I think they got a better quarterback situation than the Patriots right now. Mm-hmm. Even Kyler be acting like Kyler sometimes, but yeah, I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals over the Patriots. Just to clarify for the listeners and the viewers, the Sunday night game is that Dolphins Chargers game, which we already covered. So. Just to clarify for anyone listening or watching out there, Ike, and those are our week 14 picks. IT, is there anything else you want to discuss before we wrap up the show here? Make sure y'all go get a one-of-a-kind stogie. Go to howardgcigars.com. Make sure you get a -a one-of-a-kind stogie. Christmas time coming up. I want to thank betonline.ag for always sponsoring us. Y'all been with us. From the beginning, appreciate all the support. Got to thank my dog, Mark Bergen, for rocking with me, my co-host. He's been doing a good thing. Make sure y'all subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Um, we appreciate all the all the input. Also, um, what years think? We got a new segment, what years think? Give us more and more to talk about regardless of what it is. It don't always have to be football-related. We appreciate y'all putting the requests and asking us questions about that. Got to thank Brinks TV for making us look the way we look right now. Believe in Steelers podcast for always for giving us the opportunity. And want to thank everybody, all our listeners and followers for tuning in and chopping it up and keeping in tune with Mark and that. 
I'd say you're the absolute best. You got me in the mood for sushi this afternoon. And I want to thank you as well. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for watching the Believe in Steelers show. We'll be back next week to break down Steelers and Ravens. Enjoy the week 14 action. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.